What's a, okay, I'll ask you before we start. Well, technically we started. Uh, name like a company name or like a person's name that you're like, oh man, that's just a sci That can't be real. Is there any one of those that stick out when you hear it? You're like, that seems unnaturally scientific or science fiction. So, uh, yeah, actually, this is a weird, it's a weird, that, Hold you on, know wait, what? Before, it's almost like stop. we know each other. We're going to play the game at the beginning instead of the end. I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. And this is Two, two weeks, weeks From Everywhere. It's me, D1CK. Ryan's boyfriend. <laughs> like, I'll tell you guys a story. One time, okay. Ryan tried to reprogram me as a sexual protocol bot, but not for sexual things with him, but to teach him sexual things. He was asking <laughs> things like, where's the human G-spot on a female lady? How, should I pay attention to both nipples? Just oh one nipple? <laughs> and then... He wanted to practice French <laughs> kissing with my hand, which was really Why weird. didn't I just practice on my own hand? Uh, because you know what you do with them, and it's <laughs> dirty. <laughs> <laughs> He's only laughing because of the truth behind that it's statement. So like, true. Yeah, I would not make out it's, with my hand. so true, yeah. I, I would eat it after I cooked something. I take that family <laughs> of children and women. <laughs> children and women. <laughs> well, I was going to say all girls because you did... You are peopling the, the population with mostly females. Yes. And by mostly, I mean all females. All females, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I hate myself so much, I'm going to kill my line out. <laughs> Be done with it. No more Collinses in this family. But my mitochondrial DNA will go on. Well, we don't, we don't call it. Okay, let, we can also get in. We don't call it mitochondrial. It, we just call it the M count now. Oh, Star Wars has officially retconned into the M count. No, and not, even not then, metachlorian, mitochondria. No, it's the same real thing. things. Metachlorian is... Metachlorians are real. They're mitochondria, but <laughs> like with the force, Metachlorians are real, you stupid son of a... <laughs> you dumb... Free South Africa, you dumb son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, like, it's funny that Mel Gibson was opted out of that conversation in yeah. Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. Weird that he wasn't there for that one. <laughs> Also, okay, so you get into it. South Africa? You want to go, to, but, 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 you're black. He is, you are, he is black. I am. I am. <laughs> Listen, I kind of hope they just let those two or those three people just like, yes, and their way into yeah. improv gold because, but, but. <laughs> But you're black. And, but listen, I fucking, Joe Pesci is such a <laughs> profound actor. He's so good. But the, the not pause of him going, he is, you are, he is black. And then Danny Glover <laughs> just goes, I am black. It's just, it's an unnecessarily amazing scene. It's just so good. Anyway, if you haven't and, seen it, Danny Glover just plays it so straight. So and straight. that's what makes it. And not wanna, even wanna like he South was Africa. not a, he free didn't play oppressed brothers and sisters. He did not play <laughs> offended until the end. <laughs> yeah, until the end. Which was perfect. That's what we're saying. Free South Africa. Free South Africa, you, you dumb, dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you so dumb. Good. Yeah, you dumb okay, son for of those of you that don't know what we're talking about, oh we're my talking God. about the masterpiece that is Lethal Weapon 2. It's fantastic. Oh my God. Uh, wait, you are you are Riggs? Yeah. Of the Chicago Riggses. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's too bad Mel Gibson China turned out to now, be Mel Gibson. Mr. Bur what does that mean? China is now. <laughs> no, we've switched. We've switched. Now we're. I know. We're, Listen, that's yeah. what I do. Look, I digress. We're doing, we're doing Listen, a two people weeks don't... classic. 
People don't get my movie quotes anyway because they're always obscure and dumb. So even when I mix them, it doesn't matter because they didn't know them to begin with. So anyway, the question I just posed to Ryan, which was going to be a game at the end to not replace MFK, but my goal is to have games for Ryan to play that aren't just MFK because he hates it and he finds it uh, he finds it um, offensive sometimes. Um, sometimes he won't even answer the questions because he's scared of, of the, the way the answers will make him feel. Um, okay, so anyway, the question I asked Ryan is, what name of a company or a person do you find sci-fi or, 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 or th that makes you instantly go, that's not like a normal human word? And yes. Ryan said, that's interesting that we have the same brain and blah, blah, blah. We're really yeah. close friends and because all that bullshit. For, for decades, this decades. company has been around. If you drive on uh, I-275 in southwestern yep. Ohio, you will Which pass. is not where we're at. He's just randomly bringing up a looped road. We yes. don't want people yeah, to know that we're... A random interstate. So uh, right around the, um, uh, what is that, Springdale exit. No, on your, yes, close to that area. Yeah, you yeah. will find there's like a construction company or something. Oh, okay. Called, in. called Lolf. Double L L O T H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which is isn't that also the name of to like fair, a, a, a drow spider queen? Yeah, but. yeah. Thousand, every time I drive past it, I go, the "Fucking drow queen is just, yeah. just not even hiding, just on Main Street." They're like, "What's that place?" You're like, "You don't want to go in there, don't, man." Don't don't and don't sign just, any and, contracts. Don't so sign in, any contracts in, in Dungeons and Dragons, especially Forgotten Realms, which is which is uh, R.A. Salvatore wrote a lot about the, the queen. Uh, uh, of the drow. So the drow are, are what they call dark elves, not just in action, but also their skin is like a purple because they're like subterranean, subterranean which doesn't make any sense because they should be pale, yeah, should paler. Be pale. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Magic creatures. We can't argue about nuances, um, <laughs> but they have a, <laughs> You, you just disappointed a lot of people on the internet. Wait, I we can't argue about this. Like the new one is magic. The gathering put out a Lord of the Rings collection. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Aragorn and Eowyn card, Aragorn is black. And man, oh, no. howdy, are people upset that he's black? And I go, I couldn't possibly. I, couldn't. I mean, how will I pay my bills? How, how will my children eat <laughs> with this forlorn knowledge that something created 100 years ago is now <laughs> a slightly different shade of basically the same hue of melanin? Just doesn't make any sense. But people are up in arms going, he can't be black. And you go, why? And they go, well. Because of the made up part of the world and the made up part of the, the culture that a guy made up uh, in the 1930s, by the way, in a very white England and a yeah. very and guess what? Of all people, he was one that probably go, I don't give a shit if you make him black on a picture anyway. So, yeah, all of that is to get to Ryan says Lolf, L-L-O-T-H. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like if I went in there and like I needed some like, I don't know what they do, but if I went in there and I was like, you know, I need my bathroom remodeled, like I'd have yeah. to sign a contract. And they're and like, we I hope you like that. rocks and spider webs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I didn't read that contract, I'm in trouble. I'm just, yeah, I'm also, Brian instantly is dominated by like super hot, tall <laughs> elven chicks. We're like, bow, mortal man. And he's like, I guess uh, I got to bow. I mean, how this company have... does business. Is this marble? Like, I is this what gets me the marble? I don't. know. I should point uh, out in in <laughs> the drow hierarchy, men are subservient to women. Yes. Yeah. I think. Yet if, still, the uh, women are like we're going to wear hold bikinis most of the time. No, hold on a second. I love that you had to clarify that. But yet we are referencing an obscure, forgotten realms. You know, <laughs> got uh, you know 
theology of of, yeah. of characters, right? That only exist in this very niche thing, right? Yes. And then you're like, wait, I got to clear this one point up. I didn't have to clear it because it, it didn't make sense that you walk in and they're like, get on your knees, man. But it, it's exactly how it would go. It's true. I read the reports. Also, they still, the drow women still wear armor that doesn't protect anything but their boobs and their vajayjay. Well, you know, which um, listen, speaking from the, the, the a place of armor is for protection. There shouldn't be sexy armor ever. No, no person who has trained their whole life to wield a weapon will go. I'll take the least protection you have. Yeah, it doesn't make any it, sense. It, it, no, except but, for a uh, teenage Doug who's like, holy shit. Red. So the queen of the drows like on a <laughs> there's a there's a one painting of her. It, it might have been on the cover of one of Al- Salvatore's books, but like she's sitting like weirdly. Of course, like showing off light, like no way a monarch would ever sit on a throne, but it's like a giant spider throne and there's like spider legs and webs everywhere. And she had about two inches of clothing covering her whole body. Mm. And, and I look back at that and go, oh, yeah, because sex sells and they're trying to sell to sex. But back then I just went, oh, that works. Yeah, I'm in. I want to read, I'm gonna read about that and see what <laughs> she's doing because, man, she seems awesome. And basically, it's just Tina Turner. Like yeah. she's Tina Turner, like her hair, Tina Turner, the outfit, Tina Turner, minus tassels, like Tina Turner just added tassels, but yeah. really the same outfit. Yeah. So if anybody needed to, there's now your vision of, of Lolf, the drow <laughs> goddess singing, uh, rolling down the river. Rolling, yeah. Tina, rolling, Tina Turner with, with white, white hair and Star- eyes, Well, she did have grayish hair. hair. Yeah. And, Who uh, runs Bada Town? <laughs> Of course, Master Blaster runs Buttertown, motherfuckers. Anyway, uh, listen, we just, this is that's why. two Mel Gibson references in one episode. I don't know why you hang out with me, because that's what I do. Uh, I had a plan. <laughs> Here's the fucking plan. And what I did is we just ran through every movie we loved as a child in about four minutes, because I'm an yeah. idiot. <laughs> anyway, so Master Blaster runs Buttertown. Not enough clothing on women in sci-fi fantasy. So it's this true. new game I'm calling, and I'm call- and this is just an, an exercise for Ryan to uh, to help with his writing, which isn't going to help with his writing, but that's my plan is to be artistically uh, use words to to navigate the scenario. In a new game I'm calling. <laughs> this one, sci-fi. This that was a good one. I created yeah. that just to say sci-fi. This. So what I'll do is I'll take company names or people names and Ryan will be required on the spot to instantly create a biography quickly oh about this person, place, or thing in a sci-fi fantasy world. You can choose the world. You could say what it's from, but you have to take it instantly and turn it into, is it Star Trek, Star Wars? What fantasy is it of this? And what is it in that world? So are you prepared for sci-fi this? Oh, hold on. Let me load up chat with GPT real quick. Don't you do that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're opening up with games instead of our normal intro. So I'm pretty excited about this. So we'll see how this goes. So, um, so one, Ryan in sci-fi this is Zendaya. Okay. Okay. What do I got to do with Zendaya? You have to take that name. And frame it into a sci-fi. What is? Is it an alien species? Is it a oh. person? Is it a place? What is Zendaya in sci-fi fantasy, and where does it land? Okay, so Zendaya is like a dark '80s fantasy sci-fi, right? So, like, oh wait, like it is its own world. 
you are oh, in the no 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 Zendaya is the place they're trying to get to. Oh, right? okay, okay. So gotcha. there's like these warring factions. There's an evil empire, right? Oh my God, and they have awesome. and they have like they have like spelljammer like spaceships, right? Oh, okay, that, yeah, that, <laughs> they look like sailing ships from yeah, like of the 1700s, yeah. but yep. you know they fly in space and everybody shoots lasers, but they also use cutlasses for some reason. Right? Yeah, so that's yeah, what's that's going what on. they do. And the evil empire is trying to get to Zendaya because they think that there's some sort of like special thing there. And when they get there, it's just this world made of crystals and you have to like, (laughs) you have to like pass some tests to get into the crystal fortress of Zendaya. The crystal fortress of Zendaya is amazing. And name of the first book, (laughs) Crystal Fortress of Zendaya. (laughs) Okay. First off, I love it. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to animate. I'm not animate. I'm going to do the cover of that book. The crystal. I love it. Crystal Fortress of Zendaya. All right. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Balsh and Lom. Balsh and Lom. (laughs) Now, now this is the hard one because is it Balsh and Lom, which is what it is, or is it Balsh and Lom? No, Balsh and Lom. Balsh and Lom is a Victorian English uh, uh, crime fighting duo. Right, so it's like Sherlock, Sherlock, and uh, what's his name? Watson, Doctor Watson. Watson. Right, but it's Bausch and Lomb, right? And what they do is they investigate paranormal activity. So they go around, and Bausch is like he's a lawyer, and he's like very like he knows everything, and he's a big skeptic, right? Okay, but then Lomb is like the crazy. He's like Riggs, right? He's he's the crazy like. He he thinks all this stuff is real. It's Mulder so it's so it's just it's Victorian X Files. Yeah, there you go. It's just Victorian, Victorian X Files. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Except for it's also like like the aliens don't look like our aliens. They're like what people back then thought. It was so like <laughs> right. angels, like they got six wings and tons yeah. of arms. And they're yeah. like, this is totally. an alien. Doctor Who vibes. Doctor Who vibes. Doctor Who meets X Files. Balshalom coming to the CW <laughs> with characters way too people playing characters <laughs> way too so hot. young. Yeah. And you're just like, how's that guy have six doctorates and he's 14? Because yeah, that's 14 what the CW does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great hair. Yeah. Unexplicably, just because he saw a fright. Wonderful. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Great <laughs> hair, not gray oh, great. Hair. I thought you said gray hair. <laughs> Damn it. I was like, my dust did see a werewolf. Dust did see. <laughs> <see. laughs> lots of guys. Lots, lots of constables Hummers. going, <laughs> what? That's what they do. Old fat English guys do that a lot. All right, you're ready? Because this is a weird one, but it made me laugh because it's going to be hard. Costco. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> okay, what could Costco be? And it could be any sci-fi fantasy. It could be any world. You could create a world where that Costco only exists or that Costco or Costico. Costco. No. Costco. <gasps> oh, we're getting a little foreign sounding. Costco. Costco. Oh, man, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Oh, well, I've done the dark, dark sci-fi. I've done the, the Victorian paranormal <laughs> detective agency. So Costco could be. Uh, so Costco, let's let's stick with this. Costco is he what he is, is he is a he's a werewolf, right? OK, okay and, he, awesome. and he lives like it's modern day. Right. And he lives yeah. and he's his name is Costco. Yeah. And he's lived on his family estate forever. And he's like convinced everybody that he's like the descendant of the original Costco. But the whole thing is he's actually Costco. Right. Yeah. And, and they came to America because it's set in America. But he's got a British accent. Right. Of course he no, does. He's got a. 
He's it, it's it, it, he's got a uh, Eastern European accent because even though he was born in America, even though he's little Madonna vibe came back from England after a month and was like Johnny. Yeah. No, no, see, because he's originally from like Eastern Europe. And oh, okay. He's been a werewolf this whole time, right? And yeah, but he came he to America like in the early 1800s to like start up some business, and it failed. But yet he's got this family money, and he's trying to start a new business, which is dog grooming. Dog. Grooming. <laughs> the first dog grooming company ever. He runs a rescue on his ancient, you know, 18. And that's how he hides all the hair. People are like, look yeah, at your house is filled with Costco. hair. And he's like, oh, I'm, oh, 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 whoa, what was that? Like, so that's what he uses. That's his cover. Yeah. It's like, they're like, we always hear howling from your, uh, your defunct estate. And he goes, yeah, I, I wash dogs. Oh, that's the old Costco estate. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how he gets people because they go to drop puppies and they're like, I don't want to fuck. I signed on for a puppy at Christmas, but man, it's a dog now. I can't handle this. Yeah. Go drop it off at the Costco estates. <laughs> like, but go with a friend because sometimes they never come back. Yeah. But of course, because he's a he's a werewolf, there's got to be a vampire there somewhere that he's. Oh, like, yeah, the yeah. Rival runs a cat rescue. Yeah. His name is Crozier. <laughs> Crochet. <laughs> He's French. Crochet. Ralph. This is Ralph's. Yeah, Ralph Crochet. <laughs> Ralph Crochet. He's a French guy. It's in New Orleans. We just figured yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I said Ralph. It's actually pronounced Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph. Ralph Crochet. Ralph Crochet. <laughs> blah, blah. I am Ralph Crochet. <laughs> You will not get me stinky dog. For, well, now he's Eastern Europe. I'm fucking it all up, Colin. See, that's why yeah. you. You let the the you let the Collins of the world deal with the shit. I I'm like the idiot actor who's like I thought I'd maybe do. I know he's like, but I'm gonna do like an Eastern European thing for the vampire too. And they're like, no, yeah, they grew up best friends. And they're like, let us be creative. Yeah, just say the fucking words, <laughs> so, okay? So basically, it's Underworld, but a reality pet TV show. But a real oh my god, <laughs> building Costco. That's what it's called. It's the best, the best. Oh, I love it. Okay. Costco ER pet now rescue. This, <laughs> Costco <laughs> ER pet rescue is a lot. A lot going on. There's a lot going on there. Dog washer Esquire. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, man? And then he runs out. He's like, I've just been washing dogs. I'm like, we just watched you turn into a werewolf. You're naked. <laughs> we watched it happen. He's like, no, I was Very washing aggressive a dog. dog. Very, Very aggressive dog. <laughs> it's just him with like a one of those bath backwashers. Just naked, <laughs> howling at nothing, scratching his face with his foot. Yeah. Love it. The ladies. Costco. Wait, what's Costco's full name? Since we have we have we have Ralph Roger, his uh, his his alter or his uh, his evil villain. Um, Pietor. No, it's got to be Meyer. <laughs> Meyer, Meyer Costco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meyer Costco. Meyer Costco. That's uh it's a Win Dixie. It's old Win Dixie Costco. No, that's Riff. love interest. Oh, Win Dixie. Oh my god, this is writing itself, Colin. This is the genius behind this. We're essentially just recording like a writer's room. That's all this But it's is. Win spelled W-I-N-N, you know, because it's like Oh, fan not W Y, because fanfic W Y. That's what I said. W Y. Uh, I, I don't listen to you, so I have no idea what you say. Ninety nine percent of the time. Most of the time, either. All right, are you ready for? We only got two more because I I started this idea instantly before I started hitting play or record. Uh, right, so it. the next one is Coldwell Banker. <laughs> Coldwell Banker. Coldwell Banker. 
So Coldwell Banker is a uh, archaeologist. He's an adventurer. He's <laughs> yeah, okay. an adventurer, right? See, the name throws you off because you think it's the Coldwell Banker. But he but goes by Spokane. He's actually, he's actually an archaeologist. Yells, we named the dog Spokane. And and see, what he's done is he has a crazy theory about the origins of the pyramids. So he is, oh. yeah, he's investigating his his new theory that the pyramids were actually a transmitter beacon to communicate with other solar systems. So Stargate. And, yes. And what happened? No, Indiana no, not Stargate. Stargate. Indiana Stargate. Uh, but it takes place during the 1920s because anything to deal with archaeologists and pyramids tends to ha- have to happen in the 20s. For some Do you reason. know why that is, my theory? Because we were at a time when like people started respecting actual science, but we didn't know enough to know the truth. So I feel like it's the perfect setting to go, who could have done this? Because at the time, people went, we don't know, but we want to figure it out. And now we it's know, but people go, oh, I don't know about that. Like, people are still, like, there's now a, a thorough belief that there were ancient civilizations with gigantical technology, like, actual technology, that some famine, plague, something happened that just wiped everyone out. Yeah. This is it like a Netflix show or something? There's all sorts of shit. There's all sorts of shit. But my problem is, and this is what I want other people to think about, too, is what if just sheer human tenacity. What if at some point people just traveled and took all the knowledge they had learned through being spoken word and, and, and stuff like that, and they just passed that knowledge on to other people? Like, what mm-hmm. if humans are just good enough? Like, not on a sense of like we're doing great stuff, but like just in general, when we put our heads together to try to accomplish tasks, like shit just gets done. And we don't mm-hmm. need an external or extrasensory or extra perception to just go, well, yeah, we they spent 40 years building the Great Pyramids. And I know we don't have the technology to do it, but if you gave us 40 years to build one monolithic structure, I think it'd be pretty phenomenal. Like yeah. no money habits no, or no money issues, no no land issues. We just had the land, we had the money, we had the want to build a monolithic structure so that in 5,000 years, human go, who could ever have built this? All they had was Pornhub and, and ball sports. <laughs> <laughs> like how could they get anything done porn hub porn I, I, I'm just saying like well I mean you know not to digress but that's what we do so you know, like we went to outer space we, we do went it to outer space yeah and the, like we're literally connected right now because of outer space yes and 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 the thing is is like when you think about that that's that's a huge endeavor yeah and we had no help to my knowledge we had no help from extraterrestrials And then even if we did have help from extraterrestrials, how did the extraterrestrials do it? Right? They had to have the technology too. Oh my God. This is a job for Bausch and and Lom. But no. uh, So anyway, so Coldwell Banker, Banker. the other thing is that he comes from uh, a family of bankers and they're very upset with him for pursuing this. So he's also English because of the trade I mean, yeah, he could be he could be German. Could he? I mean, whatever. With bank with banker? English German is all the same. Well, but it's just English people like weren't creative ever in their whole lives. So like they were like, What's your name? And he's like, Um Tom. And he goes, Yeah, but we're doing a census thing. We want to tax you, so we need a last name. He goes, I ain't got a last name. Tom, son of Tom. And they go, Well, you need a last name. What do you do for a living? He goes, Oh, I'm a shitraker. And they go, Your name's Tom Shitraker. And he goes, 
All right. And then for generation and not only that, but those people think they're better than other English people because they have tradesmen's names. No, see, I think it it started with that's Tom's a shit raker. But then, then people they just, just got tired of saying the that is like Tom shit raker. And he goes, actually, it's shitaker now. <laughs> no, no, it's not shitraker. <laughs> Totally shit. Okay, so so we Cole changed Baker, it when we immigrated to America we to Shitaker. Yeah, we, we we took the W. I think you cut off the wrong the wrong we part cut of that. Off the wrong part. I was just gone with Raker. Raker. Yeah, no, no, no. We gotta keep the shit in there. That's... I'll have you know, my great great grandfather mucked shit for a living. I won't remove. I'm proud of that. Like I'm proud of this shit. <laughs> oh uh, God damn it, Shitaker. Tom Shittaker. Tom Shittaker. Son of And Tom. now we have a, a bonus. We have the sequel. <laughs> Takes place 70 years in the future with his grandson, Tom yeah. Shittaker. Tom Shittaker. Son of Coldwell Bank. I don't know. This, this went off the <laughs> no. rails, Colin. No. No, see, the the the, the banker family, they finance the Shittaker business. <laughs> And when it, and when the shit records went under, they blamed the bankers. That's they blamed the bank. Oh my god! So now we have a Moriarty, yeah. Thomas Shitaker, Esquire, Shitrick, the arch nemesis of Caldwell Caldwell Banker. It's the fucking best, dude. That's the absolute. This is this turned out way better than I thought because all these ideas are better than half the shit we made right now. So good, so good. Oh, Collins. Shitaker will make me laugh for a day. I will think of that like later on today. Fucking Shitaker's funny, dude. So while you're sketching the cover to the Zendaya Crystal Palace, or oh, the Crystal was. Palace of the Crystal <laughs> Fortress of Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenally done. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the potato famine. Let's raise this up a little bit, All right, Colin. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Let's not. Here we go. I will talk about something uh, uh, sort of kind of related to the potato famine. Oh, fuck. Of course, you have something cocked and loaded for sadness. Go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a different kind of sadness than you expect, though. So basically, la- over this week, I've been listening to this band a lot. Uh, okay. You you may know this band. Uh, they're called the Pub Uglies. They're available <gasps> on streaming music services everywhere. Yeah. Get us that point zero 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 one cent. And 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 I have I typically forget. Because I didn't really have much, well, besides performing on the damn thing, I didn't have much to do with the distribution of it, right? Yeah. Uh, that we have a live album. We do have a live album. Right. That, is av- that has been available. Been right? available. Uh, and it's funny because uh, I am uh, routinely, I'm routinely harassed by uh, Pub Ugly fans that we need to, you know, start playing again. We need to do this. We need to do that. Right. And yes. uh, for the most ardent Pub Ugly fans, their favorite album is the live album. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, Hamilton favorite, Calling? Yeah, their favorite material is the live album. Okay. Now, <clears throat> so over this last, especially on Friday. Yeah, St. Patrick's very, Day. Yes, this past Friday. Uh, listening to a lot of the Pub Uglies uh, at very loud volumes. And then uh, yesterday during breakfast, uh, the family, we're sitting around the table, we're eating breakfast, and uh, we're listening to not a Pub Ugly's version, but uh, The Fields of Athenry comes on. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and I look at my girls and I say, you know, uh, when your dad used to play this song uh, for, for crowds all over the world. You know, all over the world, <laughs> song crowds all over. It was usually when everybody was really sad and drunk, and they would start shouting at us while we were playing the song. And the girl said, 
why is this a really fun song? And I said, actually, this song is about a man who is arrested because his family is starving and he's trying to feed them. So he steals to feed them and then he gets arrested and shipped away to Australia, probably for the rest of his life, even though it's only seven years transportation he's sent off that will ostensibly be the end of his life. So his song is him telling his wife that it's now up to her (laughs) to raise this starving family on her own. Yes. And my daughter looks at me and she says, and people like this song? (laughs) A lot. They love it. A lot. And then Katie's like, this is where people would go, free bird. And I was like, yes, that is correct. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would say overall in Irish music, people take the nuance of chants and stuff uh, so weirdly. It is so weird. And also, we our first album we put out, we recorded uh, in a small apartment. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we called it because we noticed that Irish songs were only about a few subjects. So our very first album, which I believe is on, like oh, you can, sure it's is. available for streaming, sure is. Yeah. Uh, is called Women, Fighters, Drinkers, and Liars. Because we realized those four categories are where yeah. you can put literally every yeah. famous Irish folk tune. Fun fact, we used to build our set lists and we had columns. We did have columns. <laughs> where is this song about women, liars, drinkers, or fighters? And yeah. That's how we would build our set list. So there you go. That was great. And Ryan's not wrong. We did, I would say at a few points, we played in front of thousands, maybe a thousand people probably is yeah. the most, which is pretty uh, exhilarating to tell you the truth. Yeah. And I took that time as someone who could barely play guitar and can't sing to, to be substantially uh, <laughs> offensive or, or try to be funny the whole time. And it works. So, usually because works. if you listen to the live album, uh, one of the, you know, in <clears throat> Apple Music rates your top tracks. Oh, okay. Do we have like a that top people track? listen to? Wait and one minute. of our top tracks is the Unicorn song, even though we don't actually we play don't the Unicorn song. Fucking <laughs> best. Hold on. It's you cussing out some guy uh, who's really drunk and wants us to play the Unicorn song. And. We get oh, hold on. I'm gonna start. That's funny. I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never looked up. That's us. Pub Ugly's right there. I, I my content is not authorized. Oh my god, you're not even. Oh, it's working. Okay. Oh, okay there we <laughs> well, oh, this is top result. Well, this top result is Pirate's Life for me, which is also not a. <laughs> not a yeah, thing. no, no, no. I just say it's not the top result, but oh, yeah, it's yeah. one of the top results. Is a track that actually has no music on it. It's just you making fun of somebody in the audience. So right now we have two EPs, Drinkers, Fighters, Women, Liar. Yeah. We have Really Bad Eggs, which yep. is a piratey, piratey mix. Which is great. Which is a great bucket. It's a really good, I listened to that recently. It's, it's, listen, I'm, I don't want to turn this into like, we fucking good, but that album overall <laughs> we is really well fucking recorded and sounds yeah. really good. Also and it has a very awesome. In my apartment. Also recorded in an apartment. <laughs> uh, uh, and then we have two LPs. We have uh, we have uh, uh, Hamilton Calling and we have Whiskey and Stout. Whiskey so and Stout. Go check those out at your local streaming musical service. It's always great when my eight-year-old has spent the last two days going uh, just randomly, just shouting, if I live to be 100 or 110. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I try to play guitar and the baby cried. So that was my weekend. <laughs> I to play music. Now, mind you, not only that, but it's really funny. So I like slowly was like playing. I even learned baby shark just so I could like, and she was into it. And then I started playing something else and she was not into it, mm-hmm. but Rowan took it upon herself. And this is the best. So every time I start playing, 
she would kind of dance because it's rhythmic. She's at that age. And then she would realize she was happy that I was playing. So she instantly shut down. No, can't right. have that. And then she walked into the living room where we have like a big Benatori. She can just dump out and then we shove them in every night. And in that is one of uh, my wife's old like tin whistle, one of her first like five dollar tin whistles she bought. And uh, and right after she yells at me, no, and does that, she's pointing a lot, which makes me infurious that not, not even two year olds like, no. And I'm like, don't you point at me. <laughs> Stop and, it. Uh, and uh, so then at, at screaming no at me not to play guitar, I finally put the guitar down. I go, OK, she will go into the living room, grab that tin whistle and just blow into it <laughs> and triumphantly that I had stopped playing music. And not in a rhythmical way, literally just blowing it as hard just as she sound. can to make the loudest possible so noise. So she probably sounds uh, close to what I sound like when I try to play the tin whistle. Yeah, or me. You or, remember that? I think it was the best, dude. <laughs> it was horrible. I scared the cats. Listen, Ryan <laughs> Ryan has an amazing ability that if it has strings, Ryan can yeah. pretty much figure it out. I'll figure like it his, out. Eventually. He'll figure it out. He figured out a violin. I watched it happen. He figured out, I mean, banjo, guitar, anything with strings, Ryan can figure it out. Uh, wind instruments may not be Collins' <laughs> forte unless that wind instrument is to kill a cat. Yeah, with if auditory sounds. If you want me to clear a room, give me a tin whistle <laughs> or a trumpet, and then you'll all get everybody out of a there. trumpet. It's only got three buttons. How hard could it be? It's very hard. <laughs> Just the cats running everywhere. <laughs> the best. So let's get into a little uh, a nerd activity. Have you watched or, or or read or seen anything recently? Like since the last two weeks ago. Uh, well, something that uh, I imagine you have seen, which is the uh, the uh, the old Mando, the Mando, yeah, opening eyes and making me think about shit I haven't normally thought about. First uh, off, I have a theory. Can spoiler. I ruin it? Spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen, you <laughs> might find out information that you didn't previously know. Or that could ruin the series for you because Doug might be autistic and can figure stuff out before other people. <laughs> but uh, um, he's not autistic. Um, <laughs> so also, uh, so just a, a warning that there could be spoilers. Roger, Roger. Up to uh, you, episode three. Of up to episode. Uh, up to episode three, season three, Mandalorian. <clears throat> Two things. Um, one, they always do, and it's Dave Fellaini and 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 um and John Favreau doing exactly what we do. We're like, still get Star Wars is great. Let's talk about stupid shit. And then they figure out all this cool stuff to add. But one thing that that they made me think Coldwell about, which, which which they did, yeah, fucking here comes uh, Lieutenant Coldwell Banker. Uh, <laughs> so, but they always <laughs> that's a Star Wars name and a half, Officer Coldwell Banker. Anyway. Uh, so they did it in the past when they made me think about the fact that like they would have to build the pieces for the Death Star. So so in Andor, when they're like, of course, they're just making brackets that fit those. Of course, because that's uh, so they made me do that. But they made me think about this, that there were people much like the Italian population when Mussolini was like, we're fucking fascist. And, and the Italian people went, as yeah. long as we're not going to get killed. Cool. Whatever you say. So I feel like there were probably the 250 million stars in a galaxy. There are eight to 12 planets per star. That's hundreds of billions, if not trillions of people. Some people just went, whatever you guys say, man, I just want to be not I don't like to get involved. I don't want to, and not even not involved. They just went, if that's the jobs I got to do, I got to do a job. So it's the old turnip farmer. Again. So, but I never thought about the fact that after the empire fell, there were still hundreds of billions, if not trillions of people who were now displaced because there's no place for them to go. There's empire. So I thought it was very interesting that we do get to see a glimpse in the life of, of like people who were, empire who are now have to find a place in the new republic and basically these are like 
not Nazi officers, but like people who kind of were Nazis that went, we didn't turn anybody in. We just like did jobs. So, so, but it made me think, I was like, shit, dude, that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. What a great thing. The second thing, I think the double, double crosser, the one the whole time it was like, man, she's either up to something or is a bad actress. And I go, I feel like she's working for the new Republic. I told my wife that turns out she was. And then she did the dial thing. And I was like, she's not. She double, double crossed us. We've been double, double crossed. We've been quadruple crossed, I guess. Uh, but what if, and bear with me, and if you have, listen, if, you, if you've only watched the movies, fuck off, you're not going to get spoiled by anything because I'm going to say a name to Ryan, which he should probably know. But if you look at that girl, her build, her height, her haircut, her physique, what if that girl is Sabine Wren? Okay, yeah. Who we know took off with Ahsoka to find Ezra, who was being held by the one and only Admiral uh, uh, Admiral uh, Thrawn. Yeah. Right. So what if that the double crossing double crosser, who we know we may have seen before because she's part of Gideon's thing, she could have been background. What if John Favreau and Dave Filani are setting us up to to realize that a character we already know is actually like a really big part of the end of the. Skywalker saga. That would be impressive. Oh my god, you were so fucking not as excited about that as I was when I <laughs> when I when I figured it out or not well, figured it out. I could be wrong. I have a, I have a feeling that Sabine is. I, I don't know if she is Sabine. Okay. I, I oh, don't, so you're not excited because you're doubting me, you motherfucker. What? The, Sorry, trailed off at the end there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I said Ryan. Must have been the audio glitch. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think that, uh, she turns the dial at the end. This yes. is my interpretation. The reason she turns that dial up at the end is Spoilers. because she is, she is working for the new Republic, but you know, you can take the empire out of, so, wait, you can take the girl out of the empire, but you can't take so the empire out of the So that was originally my thought, but the look on her. So here's my other thought. If she's not Sabine Wren then she is directly working for Moff Gideon, right? Mm -hmm. She killed him because he was not the scientist working with Gideon. That's what we think. We, but I think Gideon has lots of scientists doing lots of things for underling warlords like, um, like Werner Herzog, who was still one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. But do you I think she killed that dude at the end? I think she fucking killed him. She either killed him or he's a, he's a, he's a vegetable at this point, right? Like he's Terry Shivo. Like, that's just it. Like, you can't, he's not going to function anymore, right? I mean, I don't know. Listen, I do you not have an answer to this. Listen, question. you don't hook somebody up to an electro thingy Called a mind and have player. it turned up to it. Yeah, first off, he's like, well, it's not a mind flare. It's a little bit of like a mind singer, which is so <laughs> poly. That's so like Democrat versus Republican, where the Republicans are like, they're trying to flay minds. They're like, we're not really flaying mind. We're not doing what they do with mind flaying. This is mind fringing we're fringing the mind not really so it's it was very mind political flexing. it's more like a mind singeing we're singeing his mind we're not really frying it it's not flaying anything but which is a very political it made me laugh a lot it's a very political response and i like when they write that stuff in because you go i know what kind of guy that dude is but she cranks that dial to 100 or 11 if you're if you're in the spinal tap universe so it, this one goes up to 11 and she fucking cranked it up to 11. And then she did like a, like a Grinch stole Christmas, like Grinch, like, like her face contorted into an evil look as she watched his brain being 
Sandy so or whatever. She is wor- still working for Gideon. Either she knows, or listen, there's a lot. That's a very complicated character that they set up. Or, or she's mean. Or she. So here's, I'll say she is three persons, one body. <laughs> or three gods, one per. I don't know. I will say, A, she's Sabine Wren, which is the most far-fetched. I just think it would be cool if they introduce her before I we do know. I think is going to show up, though. I know she's going to show up. We know. We saw Ahsoka. We know where Ahsoka ended up at the end. We know Sabine is somewhere. Ezra and Sabine will show up for sure. We fucking know that. Which means that Chop will have to be there. And if Chop, Chopper doesn't show up, then Star Wars is dead to me and I've long lived Star Trek <laughs> and I'll just be bored with my sci-fi for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. So... Uh, so she's either Sabine Wren. I, I picked Ren, up on what you just did. There. Uh, well, I didn't really fucking hide it, Collins. I put it right in the middle of the sentence for you. <laughs> just like uh, so A, she's Sabine Wren, which is the most far-fetched, but I think would be the most awesome writing because it's interesting to me. B, she's working for Moff Gideon and she fried that fucker's brain so the New Republic does not have the information he held in his brain, i.e. Grogu, the work they're doing on Exegol, all of that. Because we have to understand, Exegol is still, Exegol is in play right now. The second that Palpatine got tossed by Vader, Exegol was in go. The Sith faithful, all of those people, all the rich and famous, all the Elon Musks were working real hard to get uh, the Empire back underground and, and safe. Uh, or or third, um, she, she does work for the New Republic, but it's not for them. It, she is evil, and but I think that dude did something to someone she possibly loves or cared about. Because if she was on Gideon's ship, and that dude was testing people, they weren't going to give a shit who they tested what on. So that would be my last and probably most likely that he did something to someone she loved in the course of his experiments, and that was her getting back at him. Because killing him is 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 not enough. Him suffering under whatever the mind flare. Well, we saw somebody, right? Because they flayed um, in, uh, in Rogue One. They flayed, uh, not Rami Malek. What's that guy? I can't remember Bix. his name from the night of. What's that? Was it Bix? Bix, they fried, they they mind flayed Bix's head, right? Yeah. So. Well, no, they played that sound of the screaming babies dying. That was pretty awful. Is that? Yeah, I guess so. So maybe he didn't get flayed. So somebody got flayed. Anyway, somebody got flayed. uh, So I also think that that episode was showing us sort of the reasons why uh, there had to be a resistance, right? The reason why Leia had to keep fighting. I mean, aside from her own personal, you know, issues. But because the New Republic, um, they, it's like, you know, they, 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 I'm going to use a soccer analogy here, but they, Go they got, they got, you know, it was first half and they went up 2-0, right? Yeah. And they were not expecting that. Yeah. So then they can't hold on to the lead. They got the lead and they're like, we don't know what to do at this point. Do we still go for a goal? Do we park the bus? What do we do? Right. They don't know what to do. And then they end up low in the lead and, you know, losing the game. Losing the game, right? So can I tell you real quick that you you I don't know if you did that on purpose, but did you know that uh that in uh in soccer in Europe in, in football terms, there is a giant superstition about going into halftime leading at 2-0. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know I'll if you were 100 yeah. percent <laughs> I always get the most it's the worried. Most dangerous lead. It's the most you want a one to nothing and you don't want to score that one early in the game. You want that one. You either want it three to zero or more, or you want one to zero right at the end of the first half because that's wind in the sails. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. So two zero, we have a lead. Yeah. We blow it at the end. That's what the rebellion did. They got they went up two zero. They blew up the second Death Star. Hey, two zero. 
They blow up the second Death Star. They killed the Emperor, right? Darth yeah. Vader's everything's broken. They're good. They forgot that there was corruption that led to the beginning of the Empire to begin with. That the Republic itself was already corrupted, which allowed the Empire to take place, which re- allowed Palpatine to do all his stuff. And well, that and corruption see, is still there. We see in Andor they talked about it. Uh, we we understand that that at this time the fault. Man, I love that. Man, we could do. We should do like once a month just a Star Wars episode where we get into this. But we have seen that that there are rich folks who have vested interest in not caring about either side as long as their business is not interrupted. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Which is totally the, unrealistic. It, totally yeah, unrealistic totally, that they would use all totally. their money to lobby whoever did best for them. Yeah, so, but weird. also all of those politicians that are that are coming back into the New Republic were politicians in the Senate when Palpatine ruled because mm-hmm. Palpatine didn't dissolve the Senate. I mean, he did eventually, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, That's what, uh, uh, nah, I almost said Tolkien, uh, Tarkin, Tarkin said when he came in, it's like, Oh, the Senate will finally, you know, the, the Senate, the emperor has done away with the last. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't see it officially, but you got to think there were a decade probably where Senate, where, where emperor Palpatine was, pretended kind of to be queen of England. He's like, I'm really a figurehead. I'm not in charge of much. The Senate, the people you guys voted for, they still have their job. They're still doing all. So all of those people are still politicians when the empire falls and they still want to maintain power and stay in. So the second the new Republic forms, it's the vacuum that's filled is just by the same dirt bags that were in the vacuum in the fucking first place. Yeah. So, and it's yet, I listen, I know that it's a fake world. I actually was talking to a client of mine the other day and I went, it's funny that I know more about Star Wars political history than probably any time in an American or like, I just know so much about it. But like, I love the fact that we are getting like that. They are that Dave Fellaini, especially and, and John Favreau are making us stop and think for a second about this made up stupid fantasy bullshit. And the fact that I'm in my brain, I'm like fucking Tarkin, man. That dude, that was evil. Vader wasn't doing anything but looking for knickknacks. He's basically looking for a cult bullshit. Everything bad that we know that happened in those first three movies, for the most part, is at the hands of Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Tarkin was by far the actual predecessor of uh, of of Shmi Palpatine, right? Wait, no, Shmi Skywalker. What was Palpatine's yeah. real name? Bobby it was Palpatine, something like that. Bobby so, J. Palpatine. That was his son. Bobby J. Palpatine. Uh, so. So I just think it's amazing that like Operation Sim- Simber, all of the bad things that really happened, the destruction Keeve. of Alderaan. Oh, Keeve, oh, it is Keeve. Sheev. Sheev, Sheev. Sheev, Palpatine. Uh, um, <clears throat> so it is pretty immaculate that, that all of the bad stuff happened under Grand Moff Tarkin. And he is not a giant Star Wars figure. It blows because he's boring. You know why? Because he's like uh, Umbridge in the Harry Potter series where he's so evil and stupid, but so realistic. Like he's a guy that exists in every warlord yeah. culture in the entire world. He's just the guy at the right-hand side of the warlord going, no, we got to just burn the village and kill all the kids. And they go, what? And he goes, trust, he's fucking, what's his name? Nits make fleas, that uh, Cromwell. Uh, Cromwell, yeah. Cromwell, that's probably, listen, if we went back, I bet you money. He's Is he based on Cromwell, you think? I bet you money George Lucas based that character on Cromwell. I mean, if he didn't, he could have. Make Alderaan this awesome, this awesome place where people are just happy and want to be happy all the time. And they might have some hardship. Go in and blow it up. Be done with it. That's yeah. what he did. Anyway, there you go. Grand Moff Tarkin, basically because Oliver Cromwell. Dantooine is far too remote to make an effective display. Yeah, he's basically like, yeah, we, well, we fucking, what are we going to do? Attack Greenland? Um, so let's talk about the other really, really big announcement that happened in this latest episode of Mando. 
The the conversion? No, two words. Fucking mythosaur. Oh yeah. You saw a mythosaur, Collins? Yeah. Well, we saw an eyeball. It was a big one. It was a big <laughs> one. Big eyeball. So here's where we stand. We have Bo Katan, played by the amazingly fucking great Katie Sackhoff, who now is just in some of the most amazing like sci-fi ever, like of Starbuck. all times. Um, but to have Katie Sackhoff come in and, and play this character in, in such a tremendously, like the fact that she's just sitting on a throne and Sherry laughed out. She goes, she's sitting on a throne. I go, she's contemplating darkness, man. <laughs> That's it. And then like, we come back to Bo-Katan like in episode three and Sherry goes, she's still fucking sitting there. No, she doesn't have a home world. She has nothing <laughs> sad. She has sadness incarnate. So on a planet by herself. On a planet by herself. Well, not by herself, apparently, because now we. And who's uh, these stormtroopers? Are these uh, leftover Gideon? I, I can't imagine. Thrawn. I think it's What's Thrawn. that? Do you think it's Thrawn? I think it's. So, yeah. Oh, man. I'm about to Harvey Weinstein all over these planets. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. That's phenomenal. I know, but I, I think it's great what they're doing with Bo Katan because basically she's lost everything. Right, she's because lost she everything. Because she, because they, they, I think they had a choice about where they were going to go. Is is she going to go after Din Djarin and like make him the antagonist, and I'm going to fight him and trick him and get him and get the dark saber back? Yeah, but no. If they did, if they did that, then she would have come off as just power hungry and all that kind of stuff. But well, instead, but also it's like we she oh, really want. Well, instead they're they're saying no. She is genuine. She wants to return Mandalore to its former glory. Yeah, and she's effectively of both worlds right now because. She knows the Mandalore that she was the princess of, right? That she was the ruler of, but yeah, pre the purge, right? But now she's accidentally been converted to uh, the uh, whatever they're they're called. They're they're call your um, dad, bitch. You're in a cult. <laughs> yeah, like, but at the same time, can we just I feel call like, him the Covenant, right? Or the the covert? I, I think call the I think she is, and and what I think her seeing that uh, mythosaur down there, she's starting to believe. believe. Anyway, and yep. now she's been converted, and I mean we couldn't well, see her face, you, right? But but she didn't like immediately pull her helmet off and say, "No, I'm not with you, fuckers." Right? So you don't do think that's going to be a political thing for her? She's going to use that as long as she can because that helmet's oh, coming back off. Right? She's she's definitely going to do that, but not before she she learns to respect both sides and unite. I mean, what's she trying to do? She's trying to unite the Mandalorians back. Well, to and the, and we've seen she firsthand knows what happens when Mandalorians fight each other. Yes. Like she lived through, I mean, she, but not lived through. She was in charge of one side of, of, of a civil war. Yeah. So she knows. And I think it's interesting because so technically now it's funny that she looks down at these people as like this cultists of the, of the same religion she's of. It's, it's weird that, that I, I like, I love it. I love the she's idea the of it. Reformed. She's, she's the, the reformed. She is, she's the, the King James version and she's yeah. new Testament, not old Testament. They're very Old Testament. So, but I find it interesting because even she has to live by these cultist style things where she can't just accept the Darksaber. Even though he said, I yield, you have it, take it. She went, that's not how it works. So, if she gets the Darksaber, technically she leads Mandalore. That's just how it goes. But also, she's with these crazy cultists who worship Mandalore, every sect of Mandalore. So she goes to them and goes, hey guys, while we're here, you guys want to kill a Mythosaur? And they go, no, you want to ride Mythosaurs or whatever the, those fuckers. I, they could fuck Mythosaurs. I don't know what the cult does to Mythosaurs. <laughs> don't fuck But them. don't fuck the Mythosaur. First off, very big, very big creature. Yeah, get lost. Um, 
So, so, but do you think that's what she, instead of the Darksaber, because she's not going to fight, not right now, because she can't kill Din Djarin or fight him because he is a full-fledged member of the cult. And right now, the only Mandalorians she has that may be willing to back her are the fucking cult. Mm-hmm. So, because now she is. And they don't care about the Darksaber. They couldn't care less about the Darksaber. Yeah. They don't care. To them, it is not the way. Like, that is uh, a different way. The, that is, the that's a Mandalorian the blacksmith saw it and was like, oh, yeah, this is a Darksaber. Here you go. Yeah, to have it back. Couldn't care less. Because it has nothing to do with the sect of Mandalore. Yeah. So, or does she use the Mythosaur as like, I, I know that it's back and I can prove that we can retake Mandalore and keep Mandalore. Right? Is that what she's going to do with the Mythosaur, I think, you think? I think that's what she's going to do. I think she is going to unite everybody and they're going to retake the planet. Yeah. Arts of Glass. And World of Glass. Yeah. And also... I bathed in living waters. Yes. Uh, somebody did. Uh, somebody did tweet a picture of Bo-Katan and it just said accidentally fell in the living waters. And I guess I'm in a cult now. <laughs> it was just her doing this back and forth. And it made me laugh a lot. So yeah, that's, that's accurate though. It is very accurate. Very, very accurate. But remember where she was when she was sitting by herself on that throne. She had lost everyone. Everything. Everybody was scattered. She had no people. She had nobody that cared about uh, Mandalore anymore. Like she had nothing, and now she's got a community that cares and is with her. Also, there. I, I don't know if you've watched the last of us yet. Have you watched the last of us yet? I'm not. So the, it, it's very slow paced, but slow paced in a good way because it's good storytelling. So I'm not expecting. It. But every once in a while, you got to get to the fucking monkey, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what they say about King Kong. Is it was about an hour and a half too long because we don't see the monkey for an hour and a half. And I didn't go. It's not called Jack Black. It's called fucking King Kong. So get to the fucking monkey. Um. So there are parts in The Last of Us where I'm like, it's, it is a zombie show. So even though I do want to learn about these characters, also get to some fucking zombies. Because right now yeah. it's just people talking and the, uh, the level of scariness is it's there. I feel it, but I don't, I want to see it. So we're at a point now where they sold me a little bit that we were going to see some fucking action. Past two episodes, I want some action. And I'm really hoping like the last episode of this season, which we're getting very close to. Well, not very close. I mean, what do we do? Eight seasons. So we got still got five left. So I guess not yet, but don't show me a cave of Mandalorians and then fucking, and then, and then talk to me about a guy who got fired from his evil scientist position. Yeah. That was my critique of the, I think the pacing was very off. I think you cut, recut that story. Give me the, 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 the empirical off science officer at the beginning and then end that episode with all of that other, with all the Mandalorian shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like breaking it up like they did really slowed it down. And also, don't show me fucking Paz Vizla if you're not going to let him fucking flamethrow something or rocket <laughs> ship into the air or do something. The Mandalorians, all they do is fight and they're just in a cave watching that lady make stuff for them. And where are they getting all the metal? They just keep, here, take this, remelt it down, make a, I don't know, a, a, a weird brooch i need a i need a brooch for my armor so i can make a hat or a brooch i can make a brooch <laughs> it's a brooch looks like it's from the brook period i like to say if it's not the brook don't fix it oh my god Sorry. that's the little beauty and the beast if you never watched a cartoon in your whole i was life. referencing airplane but i know what you were referencing the hospital what is it that's a big building with patients that's not important right now <laughs> i picked the wrong time to stop taking methamphetamines Surely you can't be serious. I am. I'm serious. always serious. And, and don't, don't call me. God, that movie's so good. We can get into that too. Anyway, so also, my, dad, my dad said you couldn't take as a whole if your life depended. Well, your dad's. I love that they break. 
like the whole fourth wall breaking with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. because he's the co-pilot. But that kid just keeps ragging on him for being a shitty basketball player. And eventually he just <laughs> becomes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he goes, you know what? You know what your dad's like, kid? And he just fucking rips on that kid's dad for 10 minutes. So funny. Also, that movie was rated PG. And there were definitely uh, a supreme close-up of bouncing breasts. Well, and she movie. blows an inflatable guy. Definitely does. Yeah. So interesting. That movie's only PG. It's PG. Yeah. Well, it was before there was a PG thirteen. Oh, I guess. But yeah. Even though with with exposed breasts and you know performative fellatio, uh, that would probably get an R rating today. I think it would, which is yeah. weird to me. Like, well, we only shoot seven hundred and twenty-two people close up with lots of blood. But there is a nipple, like rated R. No. Like, what if we cover the nipple? They're like PG. They're <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah. That's it. Agreed. That's all I got. I had I was gonna do an MFK, but uh No, we don't have to do that. That's fine. Well, we're going to next week for sure. We can't do the same <laughs> game over and over again. Yeah. Plus, I gotta think of better names because that Louis C. Well, I don't know. Unless Louis you're gonna somebody. I told you his kid had to do the thing and I can interview the kids it. too. I I mean, first off, that would be a dad interview. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't hear the dogs start barking and you know, like both of us. Yeah. That we live our lives. Exactly like both of us. Is there anything you're excited that's coming out soon or uh, before we go? Uh well, I, I mean Picard season three just keeps getting better and better with every episode. I'm so, not caught up yet. Uh because I, that's been... why I didn't bring it up because I know yeah, you're, yeah. you're not caught up, but it is it is phenomenal. Um, so I am officially caught up to this season i'm just haven't watched the yeah. new season Picard so season I am 100%. Three is 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 fantastic yeah. season two was really 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 good yeah season like really bad. really good okay good i'm excited so uh it's good stuff um but uh They're also awful. i will forever love his over-the-top acting and everything he does he's amazing and i'll just say this i won't spoil it for you but i will say as somebody who's a fan of deep space nine <gasps> you will very much enjoy season three. Is Benjamin Sisko back? You just need to watch it. <gasps> Is it so, Cork? Is Cork back? To watch it. I'm going to rub that little fucker's earlobes till he goes in a plan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Before we go officially, this will bring it back up. Are you a are you a clicky top or a twisty bottom kind of guy with your pens? Okay, so this to me is <laughs> is this the, the toilet same. paper? Who cares? This is the same as the toilet paper, right? I agree. With I the actually paper. literally had this conversation this week about how somebody was very passionate about an over or under. I don't remember which, but they were like, "It's got to be over. It's got to be under." Whatever they were arguing, yeah. and I said, "In this," and I saw the look in their face when I when I said this that it was horror. I mean, it was horror and like pity all wrapped up in one. <laughs> But I said, in my entire life, I have never been sitting on a toilet, reached for the toilet paper, and noticed if it was under or over. I've never even noticed. I will say I've noticed because it's it's part of pop culture. I've never I've never went. What the? How will I possibly <laughs> use the thin paper to wipe feces from literally from my butthole? Like, think about what you're doing. You are grabbing the flimsiest piece of paper in your household. You are folding it like a normal person yeah. or crushing it up like a fucking psychopath to wipe <laughs> your butthole. Oh, I forgot we argued of, about that. Clean of feces. <laughs> and you're telling me at that moment you're bugged by whether it's under or over? It's ridiculous. It yeah, seems I don't, so I don't ridiculous. But it. that being said, if you're a twisty bottom person, you are also a psycho. Nobody's ever <laughs> wanted to do this before they wrote uh, any... I feel like with the twisty bottoms, uh, 
you sometimes accidentally close them while you're writing with them. Yeah, because they're bullshit. <laughs> Look at this. Hear that? See that? Still there. I could write with that for days, never going to go back in. I control it. Mine. Yeah, so Twisty bottom, you have no idea. Twisty not, bottom, who knows? It's not a control thing. It's a, It's This tool is made for a specific purpose. And if at some point it could malfunction, it is made poorly. Twisty bottom, listen to me, President, Vice President Bick of of the 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 uh the pen and manufacturing corporation uh john bick uh uh don't make any more twisty bottoms you can make a stationary tip with a cap because i like flicking that at people in high school hitting the back of the head and going what was that who did that back there that was not me it was somebody over there there's nobody back it was me the whole time so you know bick is a french company so it wouldn't be john bick it would be jean bick I like him less now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Merovingian from the Matrix. I think it's important that you guys, if you get this far in the episode and you haven't turned it off yet, like communicate with us because I really would like input from you guys on shit that we say to each other. More or less, what do you, the shit, like if you have MFK ideas that you think Ryan would turn red face on, send me the MFKs because the next one is for sure going to be Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., and fucking Harvey Weinstein. That's an MFK that's going to happen for sure. So you better start thinking of your politically correct mm. answers, you fucking friend. That's, that's an MDK. That's a murder, death, kill. Murder, death. <laughs> we have another fucking MDK. <laughs> All right, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. I'm have gonna... a couple weeks. That's what yeah. I'm going to end it with. We'll have a couple. Have a couple weeks. Have a couple weeks from everywhere. Have a couple. Well, no, just a couple. We'll see you in two. Back in two and two. Fuck you, Chuck Woolery, you old bitch. Fading out. I'm going to make Ryan fade this out. Oh, wait. Somebody's shouting. There's somebody shouting daddy at me. I got to go.